Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about gags that they've had to drop for whatever reason. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We've had some great feedback from the last three episodes. Um, some people even tweeting in suggestions about how they think the jokes could be improved. Um, so feel free to do that, to tweet in at Jokes with Mark, or even leave it in, uh, in a review on iTunes. That would be very useful. Five stars, please. Anyway, this week, I am joined by Mock the Week regular, Radio 4 regular and excellent comedian Angela Barnes. I hope you enjoy it. How do you try your stuff when you come up with something? Do you so do you... I, I do new material nights. Okay. Um, or I will find a way to tag it onto something I already do that works. Ah, okay. That's a, a way that I use it quite a lot. And, yeah. And then just to test out the punchlines that yeah. way. Um, and often ruin a good bit of material. But you know you've got another good bit coming soon. You know there's another soon. bit coming, yeah. So okay. you drop it into a set yeah. that you know. So you know then if it doesn't work, it's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you can get I, it back. I find I it's really it's a weird thing but I try so I, when I do new material nights I try to uh, go without any old stuff at all and it, it takes me so much out of my comfort zone it's like being like an open micer again yeah and then just it re- like like can re- you really sort of test it like but I sometimes I think maybe I get rid of ideas because they're just not in a good You're not environment. Them enough of a go. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I do a bit of both. So I'll, at, a, at a new material night, I'll try and just do new material, or I might open with a gag or two that's old, just to Get give in. the audience a bit of confidence that you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And then just do all new. But the problem is, yeah, if it's not honed or it's not yeah. ready yet, you can lose faith in something before you've really given it a chance. Yeah. So you said you do just like you've got ideas there that you think. So do you go on stage with just an idea and just sort of riff with it, or do you go? I never formed? used to. I used to be like it has to be a joke. Yeah, that's before what I do. Because yeah. I was so scared of going up there and just trying, you know, yeah, not having yeah. it. But then I found a bit more that that those nerves sometimes make me get a punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think as long as an audience knows what they've come to as long as they knows it's they know it's a new material night they know that stuff then I'm not scared to try stuff and yeah. you can then you know just get a laugh by going that didn't work never doing that again yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you know um, I, I, would, I wouldn't do that on a regular gig like people paid their money and I'm just going to come on and riff some ideas yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. the audacity to do that but yeah on a new I, material I, I night I get jealous I of that I wish I could do that 
But, but with I, my stuff, you ha- it has to be word for word or it, it won't work. But you're, you're one liner. Yeah. So it's a different thing, really. Whereas my my stuff, I think, is it's jokes, but it's within a context of a story or a bit or a so there, yeah. there's fluff around the mm. one-liners in mine cool okay so, yeah so have a look then what was okay well we, we there's sort of, sort of subjects and things that i've tried to talk about I, i've basically gone for things that are from my last show okay yeah that got cut in the end so my last show is the show i'm currently touring okay uh, it's called rose tinted and a little plug in what, there, yeah, oh, yeah that's what it's uh, for angela barnes dot uh, no, was it angelabarnscomedy.co.uk? Oh, lovely. Um, tickets alarmingly available. Did you try available. and get the .com? Was that not available? No, I don't think it was. No, no. marksimmons.com wasn't available, know, so I've got co.uk. Is it Mark Simmons, some awful Brexiter or something? Uh, isn't there an awful that, Brexiter? That's, MP uh, Mark Simmons, that's I might me. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, really, awkward. is there? Is there actually? There's loads of Mark Simmons that are really... In the, like, there's a, there's a black American comedian from Chicago who's been going years, and he was like... He looked like Puff Daddy's, like... Um, Kings of Comedy show years ago and oh, really? so, so he had yeah so he had, when I started every, whenever you search YouTube or anything it's always him right. that comes up so like like uh, promoters <laughs> would get really <laughs> no no honestly I did a cruise once I did a cruise which uh, that's a whole other story but I'm not going to do a cruise again probably oh I've never done one but I've never oh, heard yeah. anyone go I did a cruise and it was lovely no, I've never heard anyone no. say that and I turned up right and as I walked to the theatre to say I'm here is a big picture of Black <gasps> Mark Simmons. No! Yeah. Because <laughs> he does cruises, because he does the American lines, and it's the American lines out of season come over here. What did you do? Well, I went there, and they actually said um, they were a bit relieved because they thought that their audience on board wouldn't get American humour. Right. So they actually were like, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> But I actually spoke to him because I do. I have had communication with him, right. and he thought it was hilarious. That, That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah. So um. So yeah. So Mark's. Oh yeah. So Mark uh, Simmons. Well, there, there's another Angela. There's an Angela Barnes who is a French horn player in the London Symphony Orchestra. Is there? And weirdly, I actually know her because she used to live near me. And because of the, there's some confusion that arose, we became mates. And like she comes to my shows now, and she I go to see her concerts at the really? bar and things. Yeah, that's really cool. But still, every now and then, the BBC accidentally pay her instead of me You're, when I do the news quiz and stuff. Because we're both on the BBC system. Because she's done stuff on Radio Three, wow. and I do a lot of stuff on Radio Four, and it keeps happening. So but who's that I know for? Her, huh? Who's getting more work with the BBC? Like. I'm on it more than she oh, is. So she's doing well. So she's getting that. all my money. Damn but because it. I know her, she'll text me and she'll be like, it's happened again. I've really? been paid for your news quiz appearance. It <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, because on Twitter, I just wanted to have my handle as Mark Simmons and on Facebook. And like on Twitter, there's a Mark Simmons and he hasn't used it since 2012. Oh, that's annoying. And it's the same on Facebook and on Instagram. Who is he? There's loads of them. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. Can you sort of. You can't do anything with it. I don't know. It's annoying. So, right. What what were we talking about? Sorry, yeah. So um, I was just plugging my tour. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's stuff that I. So one of the things I've really tried to talk about on stage and failed every time I've tried to do it is I have synesthesia, which is um, the reason it fails every time I try to talk about it on stage is because it requires. Explanation. explanation because I don't know what that is because you don't know what it is most people don't know what it say is say it again it's called synesthesia synesthesia and it's um, it's quite hard to explain but I'll try it's, so this is a trouble isn't it if you've got to do this every right, time exactly and this is why I've just never been able to make it work because when people find out what it is and that I've got it and that I've written articles about it right. stuff, they go you should do a show about that I'm like yeah do you think I haven't tried <laughs> do you think that wasn't the first thing I tried to mind they just have to give them reading work to do when they book the tickets that, yeah just go if you could just read this then come to my show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're yeah so basically it's a 
when you're little and you're learning about the world when you're a baby there's a connection between the left and right side of the brain that helps you interpret the world before you've got language right and um they think that synesthesia is a like people where this connection hasn't really died out so what it is the only way i can explain and there's different types of synesthesia some are more extreme than others and mine is called grapheme color synesthesia so that means that abstract concepts like numbers days of the week people's personalities things like that have a color like a really distinct color to me like mark simmons or yellow right is that a thing yeah, that's the thing. So and, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no, like, days of the week, Hang on, years. Oh, wow. Okay. Things all have a colour. For some people, it's more extreme. For some people, those things have a taste, and it drives them nuts because, you know, somebody talks about a certain thing, and suddenly they can taste custard creams. Are you or, joking? No, mine's not that kind. Mine's yeah. graphene colour. So um, uh, there's also a thing called locational synesthesia, which gets a bit more complicated, but this is the simplest one. Yeah. So, uh, people don't get it, but then I go, well, I don't understand how you think without doing it. Because to me, I've wow. just always done it. And what it is, it, the, I, the way I found out about it was when I was at university and I did linguistics at university and we were doing lectures about language acquisition and there was a, a lecture about synesthesia. Mm. And we had the um, tutorial afterwards and I said to my tutor, I don't understand why everyone, what, everyone does that. And she was like, no, no, they don't. Oh, wow. And it, so I was in my sort of late teens, early 20s and I got sent off to this professor who was writing a paper about it at Sussex University at the mm. time. And he did some tests and was like, yeah, you've got synesthesia. That was the first I knew about it because it's not something that Every, every my life in any way. Everything's got a colour. Everything's everything that's an abstract concept oh, right. has okay. a colour. So obviously, you know, the sofa you're sitting on you is know the colour. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the so for example, days of the week is the one that I always right. they are a, they have a colour that oh, wow. doesn't change. That's just what they are. And I can't understand how you think of days yeah, of the week yeah. without what do you, you know, how do they not have a colour? <laughs> okay, so I mean, that was quite a long build up. See, now, any this jokes. is the problem. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Before I've got to any jokes, <laughs> I have, that's the setup that you have to do. So I found it impossible to write a show about it. I think one day I'll probably do a documentary about it or something. So once you've established what that is, yeah. what, what sort of things have well, you. Just little things like, you know, when I'm feeling blue, it's actually brown. Oh. Um, was that the thing that I tried, you know, tried to use that. So there's little jokes I've tried to use to get it across what yeah. it is. Because to me, depression is brown. Okay, yeah. But, you know, but they say it's feeling blue. Or I've had, um, like, orgasms have a colour. Oh, really? So I've tried, like, how was it for you, darling? Orange. You know, it's like... Yeah. Um, and things like... Yeah, but it just doesn't work because you need so much setup to make any of that work. And I, and I and then I tried to make jokes about how difficult it is to explain. You know, saying it's like trying to explain sight to a blind person or compassion yeah. to Katie Hopkins. <laughs> But the problem is, by the time I got to a joke like that, people are so just going, "What are you talking yeah, about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm questioning, "Are you talking? Are you talk Is this nonsense?" Because right. we don't understand. So yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, because the audience's brain are just going. They are not listening to any jokes I've no. got about it. They're going, "What? What yeah. are you talking about? That's not a thing." You know. So whereas if I'm, if I was blind, you know, you know, if you're a blind comic, yeah, you say you start by going, "I'm blind," then you can crack straight on with the jokes. Yeah, because people, <laughs> you know, well, people know what that is. Yeah. Because um, I, I had a bit about Crohn's because I've got Crohn's. Right. And then I, again, I had to explain what that is. It yeah. was, it's not as long-winded, but still people don't but know still, no, what it oh, is. I, you know, I've got, I, I used to be a nurse, but I've, my idea of what Crohn's is is pretty vague, probably, but probably less vague than yeah. your average audience member. But it's still, I'd need some. Yeah, yeah. And I had people come up to me after gigs, after my show when I was talking about it, going, 
because people like if you, they have Crohn's, they're quite sensitive about it. So, so they'd come up to me and they'd say, "Have you really got Crohn's?" Like, they, like they'd be as like, "You just take them as if I thought, or I thought some jokes about Crohn's." Let's say I've got Crohn's. Like, it's it's, it's mad, mad it? Yeah, yeah. Well, people used to do that. I used to do a lot of material about the fact my dad ran a sex shop for a living. Oh, when yeah. I first started, I used to do quite a lot of routines about that. And then people would come up to me and go, did your dad really run a sex shop? I'd be like, how weird would I be if I just imagined That was your... You know, I know what I'd do. I'd imagine my dad had the worst job you could imagine your dad has. And, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, people don't want to... And of course we do lie on stage. Let's yeah, not, yeah. you know, beat around the bush. We do. But with such specific But when things. they're so specific like yeah. that, you go, oh, yeah, no, my dad did work in a sex shop. <laughs> so so with those jokes, so you would have tried that whole routine as a, at a new material, would you? And just Yeah, well, like these were from the latest tour show. So in Edinburgh Pre- Previews. Mm. So what happened? Oh, okay, originally, yeah. my show it was called Rose Tinted um, because I wanted to do a show about because um, I do a lot of topical radio. If you can hear crunching, by the way, that's yeah, a dog yeah. eating the lunch. Because <laughs> um, I do a lot of topical stuff, the world's just horrible, you know. And I was trying to put on my rose tinted glasses. Okay, yeah. And also, I think things like Brexit and Trump have happened because people are wearing their rose tinted glasses and have looked yeah. back with nostalgia. And I think the dog wants to go out for a shit. It's going to be the world's longest podcast to yeah, record, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? What colour's Brexit? Brexit's blue. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And if you, yes. That's... Yeah. Should be red, white, and but it's just blue. Yeah. That's a good oh, joke. Dog's just having a little piss outside. There we are. Is that a joke that you'd put in? No, I should do. Shouldn't shouldn't that's a good joke. Hang on, let me write that down. Right, write, write, write down and put in the section that you don't do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think if you have to have a lot of explanation to follow it, you have to have a lot of jokes to make the explanation yeah. worthwhile. Absolutely. Because I've once, like with the Crohn's thing, I it didn't really. I don't do it anymore because it was a, quite a bit of build up, and I didn't have many jokes on it. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a bit of a nothing, but it's a bit of filler in the yeah, show, really. Yeah, that's it. And also jokes, you know, are often about what's relatable or what's... And there's very little relatable about synesthesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's very little where people can go, you know, oh, you know, when somebody thinks a number eight's blue, but obviously it's red. Yeah. You can't, you know, because people are like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, I've, I just found it not worth the effort. <laughs> so if so if you saw a number, so number, so eight, so, so number eight, for example. Yeah. And what colour is number eight? Red. Red. And the the actual painting of the number eight was blue. Yeah. What, what happens then? That's fine because it's a physical... I, I still know that the essence of number eight is red. Right. Even though that one's blue. Okay, cool. If you see So I'm I mean. fascinated by that. It's... Okay. Um, it, the, the, way, the only ways it really affects my life is, one, I have always had a really bad sense of direction. Okay. Like, never had a good sense of direction. And apparently the, there's a theory that synesthetes for whatever reason, because of this connection in their brain, they don't have a good sense of direction. So that made sense of my yeah, yeah. life when I found that out. Um, so that's one way. And the other thing is I'm quite good at remembering dates. And mm. like I can remember phone numbers of kids I was at school with and stuff. Oh, really? Because I just, they're just like, they're blocks of colour. Mm. So I can, I'm quite good at remembering dates and anniversaries and things like that because yeah. they're just blocks of colour. And I can see when that block of colour comes around again. Mm. You're looking at me like, what the No, this is all new to me. I, yeah, I think it's cool. So did you have any more bits on that or were they... Um, did that, you sort of lose... Well, it was just that that was a thing that I tried to approach and, and then you just, really, just didn't bother. And I, and I just didn't bother in the end. No. But it's one of those things that might just one day just click and you might yeah. be able to come back to it. And... Yeah, I think there will be... A, and, and actually, more people know about it now than ever before. Like, yeah. there, there have been TV documentaries about it and things like that. And I think yeah. it is... Certainly more people know about it now than they did 10 years ago. Mm. So maybe there'll be a time when it's quite a 
well-known phenomenon and then I can just crack on with talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Oh, cool. So I'll do one of mine quick because mine yeah. are really quick. And uh, So uh, this one's really new, um, but I've tried it quite a few different ways. How many times do you try it before you give up? Um, I'll try a word, depending on the gig. Mm-hmm. So like I did a gig the other night and they were a bit slow as an audience. Right, yeah. So like I'll retry. Yeah, don't no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll, always, I'll, I'll keep rewording and if i really like the idea i'll keep rewording until i get it right really but this one i think there's something just in the word that's important that just doesn't quite work (laughs) the dog crying he just wants to know the joke that's all yeah you should get on with it (laughs) um so uh so my flatmate's still at work he's a human statue Okay. There you yeah. go. See uh, yeah, the thinker. Yeah, took a second. Yeah, but, but the yeah. audience. So that you know that gap you just had before you got it. Yeah. I did that the other night, and they just they just didn't get it. So that was really long gap. Right. Yeah, because you can have a gap of like half a second. Yeah. Any more than that, it's like oh, they haven't got. Yeah, it. and if they do get it after that, they're just like oh oh right yeah yeah we see what you did. But I did it the other way around mm. first, where I went. Um, uh, my flatmate's a human statue. He uh, he's still at work. But I think still and still, the way I say it, I think yeah, that might be the... still at work, he's still at work. Yeah, for some reason it just doesn't, they just they just don't get it. It's one of those where I think if... Is it one that's a tweet rather than a... It, oh, interesting you say that. It got six retweets. Right? And, <laughs> is that good? And ten likes. For me, that is pretty good. That's pretty good, right. That's, that's all right. That's one where you go... Oh, but but yeah. if but but when you tweet them, they've got time to really look and yeah. get it, and then they go, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." And, and then now, there's no intonation in a tweet. No, exactly. That uh, you yeah, can, oh, yeah. That so spelling wise, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, yeah, still is still. Yeah. So but yeah. When you say it. Yeah, it's one of those that's just really annoying because I hate that because it's technically it is a joke. It's a really good joke. As yeah, well. it's, yeah. It's annoying me now. A How clever can you make one. That work? Yeah. yeah, it's clever. But sometimes that's the thing with my stuff is sometimes it sounds really stri- really arrogant but it's just like it's just a bit too clever and not funny enough yeah actually I mean. sometimes clever and funny aren't the same thing no are they in the way that sometimes one like you know is a groan a laugh the thing what's really annoying is because when I do when I do Edinburgh I call my show one liner or and every year I add an ER on so right this here. year it's one liner <laughs> and I get people coming who like one liner specifically so so, that, so I don't know whether that would work in front of them because the gig the other yeah. night was people that like they didn't, they're probably not they're more it, if not you're, into it. If you're on a lineup with people who are doing their observational shtick, yeah. you know, and so they're in that gear, mm. then they're not ready for it. But if somebody's come to a show called One Liner, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they know that's what they're getting, then their yeah. brain's in that gear exactly. and they're looking for it. But then some people, like my mum, she just doesn't really get jokes very quick, right? <laughs> so if so if you happen to get an audience of my mum. They're, yeah, they're, not gonna, bad luck. they're yeah. just not going to get them. And, yeah. and I accept that now. So yeah. I used to be, years ago when I used to have bad gigs, I'd, I'd be like, beat myself up. But now I'm like, well, no, they just weren't into what Sometimes I did. Sometimes it's, yeah, yeah, it's just not their thing. And that's the thing, isn't it? With, um, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but when you're doing a show that's billed as your show, yeah, yeah. you get your audience. But mm. when you're doing a club night, you have to, you're, by, by the law of averages, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. No, exactly. And some people are just going to not yeah. get on board with that, I guess. Yeah. The other thing I've got, uh, uh, so I I'm not a particularly blue comic, right? No. I don't do a lot of yeah. filth, you know. And and it's funny doing things that are rude because there are people that get away with doing a lot filthier stuff than I ever do. Yeah. But never get called filthy, whereas I do. That, and I think that's that an could accent be me. thing, and it's a class thing, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, and also just. You know, for example, Sarah Millican can do some real filth. Yeah, yeah. But she's got that lovely voice where it just sounds yeah 
so sweet and lovely. <laughs> you know, and I don't remember the setup, but I remember having a her having a joke where the punchline was spunk fountain. Yeah. Right? And that just sounds lovely. And now you say spunk, it. Spunk fountain. <laughs> that is, I mean, oh that's my just God. not nice, is it? When you've got this meds one twinge that I've got, it's horrible. So I think filth coming from me just <laughs> already sounds a lot worse than it is. And there's um there's a bit I particularly well I, st- I still do this bit I'll tell you how I do it now but how I originally did it and I just had to stop because it right. made people go oh god oh really but I do a bit about how um like working class people if you compliment something a working class person's wearing right if you say that's a nice top Angela mm. they'll reply instantly with a price and where they got it right five yeah, 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 yeah. that's how you know someone's on working offer class, right straight away and how posh people aren't doing that. And I do a bit about how I, I, I did this after dinner at a polo club. And the women were all wearing these gowns. And they were all mm. walking around. They were all asking each other, who are you wearing? Yeah. Like, who are you wearing? Now, the original punchline I had for that was, in my world, the only place that's an acceptable question is after a bukkake session. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. that no, exactly. Sp- so, spunk fountain. Yeah. Spunk, spunk fountain. <laughs> Um, so not only is that it's just too harsh but that is very much. funny it's too harsh but it's funny but also I think there's quite a lot of people who don't know what Bukaki is oh and so it's like I, yeah I don't want to have to explain that <laughs> if no. you don't know you don't need to know do you know what I mean that's interesting actually because I've got a joke that has um, jism is one of the punchlines right and if it's an older audience just quite often they won't know what jism that's is that's funny isn't it yeah Oh, wow. But that's such a good observation about... Um, does that get a laugh just highlighting the observation of the working class people? Yeah, that saying... does. So what I do now, I have a toned down version of it that I do in my show now, oh, which yeah. is, I just say, they say, who are you wearing? And I just say, well, I've got soup on my tits, so Heinz. Okay. Like, as if I've spilled, you know, that, yeah. and that's fine. Is there not another way to phrase Bukaki that is... I so just, I've know tried, what it is. but it, because it needs to yeah, be snappy. Yeah, who are you wearing? Um, yeah, or yeah, other things like, right. who are you wearing? One you word know? is... Yeah. But better. it's it's a word that's so gross, and in my voice, you know, again, Sarah Millican, bukaki, or you know, bukaki. <laughs> I can't even do it, but it sounds sort of lovely. Who wouldn't want to go to a bukaki party with Sarah? This, this always really. <laughs> 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 I think that's the quote we're going to use to sell this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, I love you. <laughs> we're not putting that bit in. <laughs> but I've just, I've got so this, this is horrible... what really annoys me because it's such a good solid joke technically it's so annoying yeah. and I tried it so many times because I was like this has to work I was so pleased with myself when yeah. I wrote it you know when you're like oh yeah that's mm. that makes perfect sense that and it would either just get horrified looks or sil- you know just like what yeah and but sometimes um, I've had that where I have a joke that um, that's like too much but technically I think it works as you should put Probably um, cover the dog's ears for this one. It's about puppies. It's not very really nice. It's only 11 weeks old. So, so, so I got a joke about, um, had a joke that never really worked, about uh, saw an old lady, uh, saw a woman put some puppies in a bag and go to throw them in a river. And I was like, what do you think you're doing? That's a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> right. As a, as a simple... <laughs> That's really funny. I think so. But but just that setup, just they go, oh, we, don't, we don't like this one. Do yeah, you know what I mean? It's, well, just hor- it's a horrible British image. British people and their animals. Yeah. Um, Phil Gerrard does a bit about that, about how, um, without sort of giving away his bit too much, but he um, he does a bit about how he did a joke at a club once that was about a cat 
and he lost the audience completely. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't mind, but I started that set by openly calling a man in the front row a paedophile. Oh, I've heard him do that. He, bit. he do actually, that bit. He actually talks about that now, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And go, it's so true. It's like, oh, that's fine. You can take the piss out of that yeah, bloke yeah, and call yeah. him a paedophile, but don't, not cats. <laughs> you know, British people have yeah. values are so skewiff when it comes to that. I find with that now, if I preempt it, so I say to him, okay, the next one's the setup's not very nice but it's just a silly joke yeah then they sometimes they let you get away with it right but, but yeah, as soon as you say that setup they're in. like nope no nope. <laughs> in a bag nope no, not having it not, happen- no, not happening so funny isn't it yeah. that's a really good joke I tried it with cats in a bag as well it doesn't work <laughs> technically it still works as a joke the joke's still there I don't know what else I could put in a bag that they'd like but, but they have one... to like it otherwise the joke wouldn't work yeah I, I had a joke in um, when I was doing News Jack oh yeah uh, and it was about, you know, uh, it was last year or the year before when Tony Blair came out and sort of did that speech in in support of Remain and how Brexit's a terrible idea yeah. and everything. And I sort of did this bit about, oh, not you, Tony. Like, we need someone that oh, people yeah, yeah. respect to yeah, come yeah. out. I was like, the only person that would have been a worse person to do that speech was the cat bin lady, <laughs> you know. And, oh, and the audience, yeah. you know, the woman yeah, that yeah, put her, yeah. And the audience just were like, don't mention her. You know, it was like, really? we don't want to be reminded of the woman Tony who put Blair, the cat in the bin. Tony Blair, fine. yeah. You know, and it was just that. Well, I'm saying she's worse than it. Like, yeah. But no, they were just, no, not having that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I, I did stuff, I do stuff in this show about being hard of hearing. Because I think I haven't done a lot of material about it in the past. I think people forget sometimes that I, mm. you know, lip read and I've got hearing aids now, but I used to lip read all the time and stuff. And I and I, have, I do stuff about subtitles. Yeah. Um, and there's two punchlines. There's one that I do still do because I like how it divides a room. Yeah. Um, and there's one that I don't because it just made people go, too much. <laughs> and I do about uh, stuff about, you know, some people, some stuff's fine to watch with subtitles, some not so much. Like watching a sex scene with subtitles <laughs> is really uncomfortable. Like it's bad enough watching a sex scene without the words they're saying <laughs> up there, you know. And then I, I, I sort of, I tried this bit where I was like, imagine if pornography had subtitles. You know, oh. oh, that's how you spell felch. <laughs> you know, um, and the audience just went, no, 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 to that. 
Um, that's a nice idea though that's a really nice idea to you could there's more you could get more I could explore that, that a well, bit more yeah. but the other the line I do do uh, and I love doing it is I say about how watching comedy with subtitles is difficult because you get the punchline before they've said it uh, so it's like watching Mrs Brown's boys <laughs> and very much depending on the audience they either love that joke or they really hate it <laughs> oh that's really yeah well like my mum and stepdad love mrs brown's yeah boys. a lot of people do yeah and you sort of forget that because you know That's there's huge, a comedy snob in thing. us yeah that and you sort of forget that so if i do that joke in you know at the soho theater it's probably gonna get a laugh yeah yeah yeah. if yeah. i do it on friday night in a club somewhere you know they'll be like what's wrong with mrs brown's boys and it's like fair enough that is the most watched yeah comedy on tv who do i think i am you know i guess yeah it's interesting doing a bit where you know it's gonna split like because you obviously do some political stuff yeah so that depending on where you're gigging yeah i mean there's you know i in my current show i do talk about brexit because mm. i you know i'm a comedian doing topical stuff it's hard to not yeah mention it but i'm quite careful in that i am able to do that bit of the show without making anyone feel stupid yeah um and that to me is important just because People, these people have bought a ticket to come and see my show and to support me and I'm not there to make them feel stupid mm, or yeah. insignificant or even if I might think they are. <laughs> you know, so for example, I did the show... Like your, home, your home gig would be Maidstone and I, yeah. would, I would imagine there'd be quite a few... Yeah, I mean, that bit of the show... I mean, I do think that if you're a, a fan, for want of a better word, of mine, you're, you're less not, likely yeah, to course. be yeah. a right-winger than if you're not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not like I'm not obviously left-wing in things yeah, yeah, that yeah. I do and say. So if you're buying tickets to my show, you're going to expect that there's yeah. going to be, you know, I, I, I'm quite happy to be pro-Romain and make it clear that I'm pro-Romain. Mm. Romain? <laughs> Romain. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and to make my political allegiances clear or my, or my views clear, mm. that's fine. What I don't ever want to do is alienate someone whose views are different. Yeah, yeah. So what I don't want to do, go, you're with me or you're against me, you know, mm. or you, if you're going to come to my show, you have to believe everything I believe because yeah. that no one believes all the same things. Especially in club gigs as well, where it's, you don't know who's going to be Exactly, in. exactly. Yeah. So if I'm doing a club gig, I won't come down on either side too much, really. Mm. I'll just do the jokes because yeah, that's yeah. what they're there for. You know, mm. is comedy's the bottom line in this. Mm. And I'm not, I'm, you know, my shows aren't a rally. They're not yeah. intended to persuade anyone to vote the same way as me. Or that's not what they're for. They're mm. to have a good night. If you come away from my show feeling that I've somehow, you know, made you feel bad about what you believe, then that's on me. I've made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got it wrong, you know. So, um, yeah, with the Brexit stuff, there there are times when I'll rein it in and times when I won't. Mm. And there's some, you know, generally speaking, if I'm gigging in Brighton or London... Yeah. I can pretty much, you know, guarantee that most of the audience were Remainers and I can, mm. but I would, even then I don't, you know, say I think, you know, slag off levers because it's just not my place to do that. Yeah. Yeah. This one uh, I've, I really liked, but people don't, don't, um, don't really laugh at it. I think it's because it's, they, I think it's because they, they might just not know the background to it. So I know a, couple that both work in IT support wow they're off and on again <laughs> so that so I, I think I'm being really thick today no you're that, not no honestly no 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 no, 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 no 100% not because having done this podcast quite a bit 
when you do one-to-one I don't do one-to-one you know when you meet someone they find out you're a comedian and say I'll tell us a joke I oh, don't yeah. do that no no me neither there, there's too much pressure on everything yeah so they're under so much pressure to get it so they're yeah. panicking and then like and then it's their reaction they're worried about doing and then it's just not worth doing yeah yeah so, so this is normal right okay that's yeah, good <laughs> yeah. and plus it doesn't matter because the idea is they're rubbish anyway so it doesn't matter if you don't get it. right okay that is a good that's a good one is, yeah but you know, I wonder I, if it's a if it doesn't work because it's a bit, yeah, we get it on and off. It, that, that's been used so much, that turn it off, on See, and off. See, but I, I was actually thinking it was the opposite. Ah. I was thinking that a, some, a lot of people don't know the whole, they oh, just do you think? off and on Maybe. again. Because I know from like, what's the T, the IT crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, my mum wouldn't know that. I keep using my mum. I feel I've really slagged <laughs> my mum off. My mum's lovely and she's very supportive of my comedy. I just want to make it very clear. <laughs> Um, but like, I don't think she would know that that's a thing. You're, do you know, maybe that's because it's, it's a thing. A and your trope, boyfriend works in IT. Where's the tropes come from? Comedians, and I've seen a lot yeah. of comedians. But if you haven't, you might not have heard. No, that trope. exactly. So uh, yeah, I think that might be why that doesn't work. And to, to people listening, thinking, I don't get it. It's like it's like a classic that all all people in IT support do is if something's going wrong, they turn it off and on again. That's it, basically. Uh, but, I mean, that's my boyfriend is an IT. Yeah, you know so. I say that. Yeah. Like that. You can turn me on, but it turns me straight off again. Yeah. yeah. So I think that would work if I chatted to. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, you're having that one. <laughs> there we go. In fact, we show the fringe. We got halves. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is something I tried to do. There's a again a bit in my show. This is all stuff from that I've tried in the current show that I'm doing, and I do a bit about extremism mm. and all sorts of extremism, like be it right wing extremism, um, you know, incels, misogyny, mm. and. Uh, Islamic extremism, all that sort yep. of stuff. There's a thing about how, you know, we're 10 years after an economic collapse and history shows that after economic collapse, extremism happens because people are looking for answers that yep. are easy. And um, and I and I <laughs> did this bit and I stopped myself doing it because it would get laughs, but I felt cheap and oh. awful for getting the laughs for it. And it was that thing about how, you know, there's the the idea that um martyrs islamic martyrs get uh go to heaven and there's 72 virgins waiting for them and i had a joke about how i would combat that by going into schools and showing young muslim boys pictures of Anne widdicombe and susan boyle (laughs) and saying that you know there might be 72 (laughs) virgins but they're not all going to be fit ones And There's it would get a laugh, origins. but I was like, you're better than that, Angela. Bass. I don't know. I think that's still good. <laughs> why do you think that's, why do you think that you're better? You know i tell I mean? you what? why. It's because I've done stuff myself. I did a whole show about how people are treated when they're not good looking. Yeah. You know, and about, oh, okay. I did so a whole morally. show about that. My 2015 show, Come As You Are, was about how, yeah. you know, and then I go and do a joke like that. Okay, fair And enough. I was like, yeah, yeah that's. So it's not so you. I censored myself on that one. I was like, no, you're better than that. Like, come on. Yeah, okay. That's um, interesting. So yeah. Stop myself doing it. That's what that's what I lo- that's what I like about this podcast is that there's always there's so many reasons for dropping something. Yeah. Might not necessarily be that it's not f- technically a joke. Like technically like technically that works as a joke. Yeah. But, but I think if you do a joke and it gets a laugh and you feel a bit dirty, yeah. you've got to question whether you want to continue doing that joke. And I w- would get the laugh and then in my head I'd be going how could you? How could you? After you hypocrite, after everything you've said. So, at what point did you drop that? I did it for um, I, uh, fairly quickly. Like yeah. it made it into quite late previews mm. 
because it got a laugh. It's and hard to drop something that gets a laugh. It's hard to drop something that gets a laugh when you've got a lot of stuff that still doesn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or you're still trying to get that hour together <laughs> and it's like, oh God, you know, every second counts. Yeah, yeah. To drop a joke that is working is really hard. But I also was like, well, you've got, I've, I've got to be able to stand by everything I say. And, yeah. And that I just couldn't. This bit's true. I once got on a plane and I looked at the pilot. You know, you can see the pilot sometimes in the cockpit. Mm. And he was reading the Daily Mail. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to get on this plane. So, and I just thought, he, you know, if he cares that little about humanity that he's reading the Daily Mail. <laughs> and, and then I tried to do a bit. I was like, what, what if there's a load of, you know, what if there's immigrants on board and he notices and he decides to just take one for the team? Oh, my God. You know, he's a, and of course the audience were like, no, we're not having that. Really? I was like, but I'm being, I'm being pro-immigration. I'm not being So, so which, know, bit, being do you think, which, which bit do you think they didn't like? The, the, just the example that he just killed everyone? I think it's that. I think it's partly, yeah. you know, plane crashes, not something people really want to think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, it's pe- people hear key words before they hear the context. Mm. So they hear the word immigrants. Mm-hmm. And before they hear any context with where I'm going with that joke, it's the buttocks are clenched and yeah, it takes yeah. a lot to unclench them. And yeah. it was just never a strong enough joke no. to unclench them. You know, so it just was never going to work. Is that um, true? You actually did see him. I did see the pilot oh, reading the Daily Mail and I did have that thought of, oh, you're, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I don't like that. Um, you know, for all I know, it could have been that it was just lying around and he picked it up. I think they're the ones it. that are free when you walk yeah. through the airport because I walked through the other day and I didn't pick it up, but I thought, oh, I really wish I could read the paper right now, but but not that one. Yeah. Not to, so yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, I just, but I just had that moment of. There's a Daily Mail I and think, The Sun. Um, I think there were those two. Why have they picked those two for free? Because no one wants to pay for them. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? But they're popular, actually, aren't they? Yeah, the... really, like the most popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's depressing. <laughs> but I, because I, I remember Jim Davison said this thing once about seeing, like, looking and seeing the pilot was a woman and he got off the plane. And would it, like, that was a news really? story. He got off the plane. So I was sort of trying to do a thing, like, I was oh, reading I the Daily Mail, so that. I got off the plane. But, it, yeah. And also, because it is a popular newspaper, in it, pretty much every audience, you're going to have a proportion of them that think the Daily Mail yeah, is a exactly. newspaper. Same thing. And yeah. they read it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you're um, alienating them instantly. So yeah, that, that never worked. And the and the final one on that kind in that kind of area was yeah. <laughs> I tried to do So I grew up in Maidstone in Kent, which is mm-hmm. a barracks town. And I grew up in the eighties and early nineties where the IRA were obviously active and mm. a big thing. And we would quite often there would be bomb scares in the town because really? right? it was an army town. Yeah. And um and and because the IRA always phoned ahead, you know, that or they often phoned yeah, yeah. and um did a bomb warning, it was very easy to hoax that. So we actually had several bomb scares at our school. Oh. And they were all ho- they because all you had to do is put on an Irish accent, right? And phone up the school and they had, had to evacuate. Yeah. On the off chance that it, you know, and the sniffer dogs would come in and we'd all be sent home. And or, and it happened several times at my school that we had these bomb scares. And I was like, that doesn't happen with Islamic terrorism because no. you'd have to phone up and do that accent and that'd be racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the audience just went, no. Because of, <laughs> and I was like, actually, but, fair enough. I'm a, I'm a bit on the fence about that one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was like, it's fine to phone up and put on an Irish accent, but no one wants to phone up and put on an Arabic yeah. voice. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be that guy. That was the fantastic Angela Barnes. Thank you so much to Angela for coming on the podcast. 
next week we have got the brilliant Lloyd Griffith. Griffith. I think that's how you say it. Griff. I never know how you say his name. Griffith. Might ask him. Uh, he will be coming on to the podcast to chat about jokes that he couldn't get to work uh, for his brand new tour show. We'll tell you more about that next week. Um, please, if you enjoyed the podcast, hit the subscribe button. Go and review it. Five stars. Why not? It only takes a second. Uh, and tweet me if you've got any ideas about uh, the jokes that featured in today's episode at Jokes with Mark. See you next Thursday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.